0: we'll get started. Um, I'm excited to launch the Healthy Retail Access Program today, and we'll describe the program, some of its goals, and what we're doing to address the challenges of food insecurity within our community. First, I'd like to thank the Healthy Retail Access Work Group, uh, which is part of the Madison Food Policy Council. They spearheaded the creation of this program. Uh, it included uh, Alderman Matt Fair, Alderwoman Amanda Hall, Lindsay Day-Farnsworth, and Ann Reynolds, who's here today. Also, I just recognize for a moment City staff who've worked on this program. Uh, Ruth Rolick, who's, who's right here from the City's Business Development Office. Uh, Mark Wolf, we all know, who's City's Food Policy Director and also Nick uh, Heckman, Food Security Policy Analyst for Public Health Madison and Dane County. They all did extensive work on the food access improvement map. And let's just look at this for a moment. Uh, The deeply colored purple areas show our areas of focus. These are areas where we have the challenge of getting better and more uh, fresh food, Uh, nutritious food to residents of our community. The uh, presence of the areas of focus in many instances coincides with where we have neighborhood resource teams which are identified in yellow overlaying some of the purple. And it's no coincidence that the challenges we have in some of our lowest income neighborhoods are reflected in the absence of, as needed, uh, much better access to quality food at reasonable prices. Uh, Myra Menrano, President of the Latino Chamber of Commerce, is she just arriving now? Uh, is is here, um, as well as Connie Hula, Hula thank you. Um, And they are working with retailers in support of the Alliance and helping develop organizational presence for the businesses that are needed to make this a success. The nature of the problem is one that uh, everyone should be aware of, not just the folks who are challenged. Of challenged living in one of the richest agricultural areas in the world and yet uh, have not been able to participate in a healthy food economy either as consumers or in terms of employment and job development. We have statistics uh, which show that almost one half of our school children rely on free and reduced lunch programs or that one out of every five people across the country struggle to put adequate meals on the table every day. Unfortunately, some of our children, the free and reduced lunch that they receive at school may be the only proper and adequate food they get all day. We're a period of time when the state and the federal government are making these programs less available and throwing up roadblocks to the healthy development of our kids. And let me point out that during the course of the school day, the greatest impediment to a child learning is hunger. The Food Access Improvement Map displays areas of focus where we will prioritize our investment in coming years in our food system to improve access and employment to area residents. We created this map to gain a better understanding of where we have limitations in our community in regards to access to sound nutrition. It's well documented that census track data masks our poverty this is one of the challenges that we have in Madison, in that we do not have one or two specific census tracts where we have a predominant population that is low income. Uh, here in Madison, as the map demonstrates, access to food, just as the situation is with low-income families is scattered throughout the city. We're going to work to develop neighborhood-based solutions in conjunction with the private sector in terms of those who are already engaged in bringing quality food to area residents. The Healthy Retail Access program is aimed at existing real retailers and organizations that directly support those retailers. We're also working with local community-based groups, as well as those who provide loans and technical assistance to food-based retailers and to develop projects to coordinate efforts and improve the chance of success. We're especially interested to see the impact of the Healthy Retail Program on some of our smaller ethnic grocers that are located throughout the city by providing them with flexible capital. To expand their businesses and help us reach our goals. Infrastructure upgrades or operational expansions can go a long way in improving the health of a business, the surrounding community, and subsequently the customers. It's our hope that this successful pilot year of this program can demonstrate the impact of supporting these local retail efforts. Now, to answer specific questions, we have city staff here, all the folks that I introduced earlier, because they know a lot more than I do. Uh, and by the way, uh, I didn't mention, but the entire uh, Food Policy uh, Council uh, deserves their success. What we've got here is just a small uh, subcommittee that's done some very uh, significant work. Hello? Hello?
1: We're working with existing retailers. You mean small groceries? Are we even looking at bringing in big grocery chains or anything like that? What are we talking about when we say retailers? We're doing. We're looking at
0: all. Um, when, for for example, Madison has had uh, two new major chains come into the Madison area in the last couple of years. Um, when they come into the community, we work with them. We discuss the challenges we've got. And even though they are putting in large supermarkets to compete with other large supermarkets in the Madison area, we're asking them to consider getting involved in programs where they will provide uh, food access to the specific neighborhoods we're, we're discussing here. Simultaneously, we're working with small grocers. Many of them are ethnically owned uh, uh, local companies. And working with them to to help their operation provide the highest quality, lowest cost to to areas. Um, You can go into these neighborhoods. There are... uh, Asian grocers, there are Latino grocers, um, they're small operations uh, compared to the supermarkets, but particularly because they provide healthy food, fresh food, and the condiments and the spices uh, necessary uh, for the hundreds of varied diets here in the area. They're indispensable. Anything you want to add on that? Why don't you come up to the microphone?
1: Yeah. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Myron Medrano. I am the president of the Latino Chamber
0: of Commerce. And I really want to thank you, uh, Mayor Soglin, for uh, launching this program. This is a great opportunity for our local Latino businesses to really make a bigger impact in the business community, but also to reach out to populations that may not know about the healthy produce that they provide in their store, and this is something that just is down the street. Um,
1: I really want to echo the provide the highest quality um, produce and food at the lowest cost. And the good thing about that is we have that opportunity right now in Madison. And I just wanted to add that our local Latino businesses are on board with this. They are happy that the um, mayor has launched this program and really excited to move forward with it. So. Thank you. Oh, can be used? Grants, loans, how's this? It's $100,000 that's going to be to be dealt.
0: Anne might be. Anne, are you the best? Or Anne or Ruth, which one of you?
1: Ruth. Um, right now, we're looking at kind of both mostly in the beginning forgivable loans or small grants um, with the idea that possibly in future years it could be a very low-interest loan program be used again as far as, you said loans or grants, but what will these be used for by the businesses to sort of add more to the public who want to get access to healthy foods? For existing businesses, that could include capital improvements to equipment, possibly expanding fresh food and produce areas of the store, or refrigeration for things like milk and other kind of dairy products. It could be used to help... A store that does not currently um, have SNAP access to provide food share access to its customer base. It could be used possibly for marketing already existing amenities to the neighborhood to kind of expand the customer base, especially for some of the um, ethnic grocers throughout the city to sort of introduce themselves to other communities that may not be using um that particular food asset in their, that's right down the street from them um yes if i may how what's your criteria for calling them a food access improvement are you and are you calling them no one said the word food desert like the USDA we're not
0: using that term deliberately okay we think that it's a misnomer um, and it, it doesn't reflect the challenges that we have. But the criteria uh, has to do with availability, amount number of square feet of retail space, given the population area, uh, cost of food. those are all variables that go in. If you look at the uh, USDA standards or uh, application, of, of their uh, criteria were pretty similar. But among those of us, the dozen cities or so in the country who are really active on food policy, we're getting away from the term food desert. Uh, let me just, I'm going to use some numbers. These are not based in fact, but I just want to use them to make a point. So, say it, it costs $12 a square foot to develop some retail space, Uh, more uh, more space for uh, fresh foods, refrigerated units, and that sort of thing. So let's say with our grant, the eligible grocer can get that down to $10 from $12 uh, a, a square foot. So with that reduction of $2 a square foot, That means every day of the year, year after year, that that grocer can now afford to pass on a lower cost to the customers. And as long as the grocer maintains their eligibility, that loan then becomes a forgivable loan. That's our intention. One thing I'd suggest people do is something that Sarah and I did over this last year, year and a half. Um... When we eat out in in an ethnic restaurant and find something interesting, one of the things we'll do is we'll try and do it ourselves. Not always very well, but it's an adventure. Uh, Even at one point, it was finding a specific tea. Then, to complete the, the treasure hunt, it's to start going to one ethnic restaurant after another here in Madison to find Whatever it is you're you're after, whether it's that tea, it's that oil, it's that specific rice, and it's going to take you quite a while to crisscross the city as as you go to all these restaurants which are hidden away. Uh, I don't want to single anyone out, but I mean I'll tell you right now, uh, there's a real interesting restaurant on uh, Watts Road not far from. Uh, Revec drive. Uh, find it if you can. Um, obviously it's regular customers have. so' uh, that's, that's what this is about. Any other questions? Yes, yes I have
1: one. Um, there's like a decent amount of purple up there. are there any areas that are of specific importance that you wanted to focus on or is everything just kind of spread out across the
0: city? I don't, think we, uh, I don't think we've got any specific areas. Uh, some are more challenged than others. Um, and, by the way, in terms of criteria, it's, it's accessibility. I mean, how far do you have to go? Is there public transportation? Is there a, a walkable site? You know, one of the issues that's come up in L.I. Drive. Um, when you look at the fact that Walgreens was the most accessible uh, outlet for food in the area, you have to kind of shake your head. Then, when you've lost that Walgreens, it really shows you how serious the situation is. Now, up here in the northeast side, uh, we do have a couple of groceries. But given the size of the population and given the number of low-income households and kids in the area, on free and reduced lunch programs. That's another area that we're concerned about. So it's, it's prevalent you know, through these, these areas. Owl Creek, uh, down in the lower right in the southeast corner of the city, there's not a lot of folks. Uh, you don't have the density that we do in the northeast side or LI Drive. But the isolation uh, created by the interstate highway, created by the Beltline, Stoughton Road, It's really tough. I mean, you can't. The 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 criteria I look at is this: can you give a kid a couple of bucks, uh, a 12 year old, and say, Sally, Juan, run to the market, get 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 some milk and a loaf of bread? If the kid can't do that, you know that that very base level says there's a problem. enough to meet the need No hundred thousand is not uh, enough to meet the need, but it's a good place to start. We're going to learn from it and it'll also give us an idea of what is uh, a sufficient amount of n- m- money uh, to, to meet the need.
1: See small grocers as the key to fighting access for people to get their food needs, or because we've seen like maybe 10 years ago, uh, the grocery store that, that now is in the place of the U-Haul there instead, right. off Barona Road, that was right in line where yeah. a lot of people got their food. And now that's gone. All
0: right. So for some folks, they just by by luck, they're going to live close enough to a supermarket, be on a bus line. Uh, be in in a place where they can turn to their kid and say, here, run to the market and and pick up the lettuce, pick up some beets or whatever. But uh, in these neighborhoods, uh, it's it's a real challenge. And so since the large supermarkets will not locate there simply because the size of population and and, and average incomes... We have to rely on the small grocers, uh, and, and we're not the only city. Um, Baltimore has been doing this for years. Baltimore has been relying on small grocers, and they're not just uh, working on this aspect of it, but they're actually going into the grocery and having discussions about what you're selling, what's healthy, what you move up front, and and how you work with the community uh, to improve diets.
1: What will you see impacts, you think, real noticeable proof that this is working?
0: On this particular program, I would say within two years, maybe soon. This is more than just on one year. This um, is a lifetime commitment. I mean, I don't know that I'll be mayor at the time, but I'd like to see the day when all the purple is, is gone and every one of us, whether it's a small ethnic restaurant, a bodega, a supermarket, has access to local food. I'm not going to give a plug to a specific uh, company, but we have one, one grocer here in Madison that has a big sign at the entranceway and says, look for this logo. If, if you see it, it means the food was grown within 200 miles of Madison. Now, we can't do that year-round. Uh, we can't do that for pineapples and bananas. But we certainly ought to be able to do it for everything that uh, is sustainable here. Since you asked the question about grocers, let me go into farming for a moment. Uh, now that I've, it is perfectly uh, it's, it's, it's possible in this region to grow a variety of fruits and vegetables. But the economic structure of the way our agricultural economy is based, the way subsidies work, work and also uh, because of the risks involved in regarding climate changes, it's very difficult for land. That's been used for years for soybeans and corn to be used the way it was 140 years ago, 130 years ago, uh, when we really saw the growth of extensive farming here, here, here in the Dane County and the, the seven, eight county region, uh, that makes up south central Wisconsin. There's more that needs to be done than what we're doing. There has to be changes at the state level. There has to be changes at the federal level. But if we can reduce the risk for farmers, if we can help them with the transition, we can take a lot of this land that's in soybeans and in corn and change it into berries, into vegetables, into fruit trees, and bring that fresh food that much closer um to, to all of us you know we all marvel at what a cob of corn that was harvested in the last 48 hours tastes like um, we've we've got tomatoes this this year and you know the other day we picked a tomato and 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 devoured it within an hour and um, you can't always get it quite that fresh. But when you look at the opportunity and you look at the nutrition and you look at the fact that we've got grocers who are committed to getting that kind of food onto the uh, the, the plates of, of, of Madisonians. And by the way, I, you know, I mentioned two very conventional things, tomatoes and, 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 uh, and corn. But when you look at some of the... Uh, Asian dishes, the Latino dishes, the uh, Indian subcontinent dishes that are available, it's spectacular. Um, Out here on Wednesday when we have the farmer's market, uh, you can see the chefs from local restaurants with their wagons buying the strawberries, buying the greens which you know are going to be available on a plate within a couple of hours. same is true in terms of some of our grocers. So uh, it's nutritious, it's healthy, it's really enjoyable, and it helps the economy. Anything else? Thank you very much.